while I was praying this morning. Um, I'd like to continue with, uh, hopefully this is the last part of it, because I want to go to something else. I have two other things I want to go to, and I can't wait to get this through so I can go to the others. Um, but this message we're speaking now, I really believe is needed for our time. And I really believe that it's beyond this church. It's for believers. Because it's so important. The Bible tells us, and I need to start this way. You know, I had my sermon, I sent it to Teresa. I had two other scriptures. Teresa, the sermon has changed. We got something else. Listen to this scripture. Zechariah 4, verse 6 and 7. It says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. God is saying, It's not your might, it's not your power. It's not your education. It's not your learning. It has nothing to do with you. If you are going to succeed, it's got to be, as a Christian, it has to be by his spirit. Do we need might? What? Do we need power? Yes. You need the spirit's might. And you need the spirit's power. That's all we need. Listen to this. By my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, who are you? Notice the reason why you need the might and the power. Spirit, might, and the power. Listen, it says, who are you, O great mountain? The might, spirit, might, the spirit power is against the mountain that has come into your life. You cannot take that mountain by yourself. You can, by mind, move a mountain. You just don't have what it takes. You need the Spirit's might and you need the Spirit's power to get it done. Many times Christians think, I'm just going to try to rehabilitate myself. You can't do it. You don't have the power. And by the way, if you are having a problem, and I have this word, if you are having a problem with an addiction, God's going to break it today. In Jesus' name. You struggle with it for a while. This is the end of it today. There is freedom in Christ. The addiction is going to be broken. Who are you, O great mountain? When you have the might of God, and you have the, might, the, the power of the Spirit of God, no mountain can stand before you. I don't care how long that mountain has been in your life, that mountain is going to be removed. Because it's not your mind. When you depend on yourself and you lean on your own understanding and what you know and what you have imbibed from the world, you can't do it. The mountain will stay. But if you turn around and you begin to depend on the might of God, there is freedom. The mountain has to be removed. That's the challenge. Mountain of finances, mountain of uh, problem in the home, children, whatever the mountain is. As long as you depend on the might of God, the Spirit of God. No one can survive as a Christian without the Spirit of God. 
is that that was you or in you working his work in your life. And the more he's in you, the greater the works. You know, there have been great preachers. They have great words. But I don't see blind eyes opened in some of them. Right? You don't see the miracles happening. They, 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 they have a lot of souls saved. They go into heaven. But in their life, they've never seen a blind eye open. They will be shocked if they see it. You know why? They are living, and the Spirit is with them. Believe me, He is with them. But they are leaning on their own understanding and the knowledge that they gain. I'm coming back to that. It's so important. You can't just lean on what you know from scriptures. It's got to be by the Spirit. They go together. You can know a lot of scriptures, and then you can see them. They have their doctoral degree, DDDs, and whatever. And when they interpret scripture, it doesn't make sense. It's got to be from the Word. It's got to be through revelation. That's what changes things. Through the might of the Spirit. Listen to this. Matthew 3 verse 8, talking about the mind. But truly I am full of the power of power by what? By the Spirit. Not your own power. I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord and of justice. And guess what? Might to declare if you are going to really declare the word of God and make a lasting change in the lives of the people, you need the Spirit's power. You need the Spirit's might. You can't do it. You can't do it of your own. Many of you are aware, I, you know, I had this call from Nigeria saying our program was on television twice a day. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't do that. You didn't do that. The Ark Fellowship didn't do that. Said so the Ark Fellowship is on television. We're not paying for it. But we got praying believers in our church that pray in tongues. And we pray things that we don't even know. Likewise, the Spirit helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for. I'm sure some of these guys here, they've prayed for that thing in Nigeria that God made it through, and they were totally unaware. According to the scriptures, according to the word of God, we do not know what to pray for as we should. It's a mystery. The kingdom of God is a mystery. You have to lock into that mystery. And Jesus was clear to you, believers, He's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So you don't have to wonder about it, but you need the Spirit to reveal the script, those mysteries to you. What does the believer gain? Because the message is in honor of the Spirit. Because I believe he's been dishonored. Because they set him aside and they're doing their own thing. You got the crowd... That's great. God wants the crowd. 
But God wants the crowd to be filled with the Spirit. That's important to him. In 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Notice if I call you out to pray now, (laughs) you'll be praying, but you are also aware that they are listening to you, right? You got both minds going. You know you're praying to God, but you know they are also listening to you. So you want to be right. Hello? You want to speak those eloquent, you heard some prayers, they're really eloquent. Oh, divine. Oh, beautiful prayer. And you say, oh God, I wish I could pray like that. I wish I could pray like that brother boy. He really prays. He has inspired prayer, but not prayer by the Spirit. His prayer is inspired, yes. And God does answer that. God answers that. But it's inspired prayer. It's only when you speak in tongues, according to scriptures, we're coming to it, that's when you pray. When you're praying to God in tongues, that's not me, this is scripture. Is it for us today? When you are praying in tongues, you are, don't, you don't, you are not concerned about anybody there, you are speaking directly to your God. To your God. In other prayers, you're listening, they have to say amen to what you're saying. We don't need an amen when you're speaking in tongues. Not from another person. He's between you and your God. Intimate you and God. Direct to God. Another thing, the devil doesn't understand what you're saying. He's clueless. Because he says no one understands him. No one means no one except God that he's speaking to. No one. When you speak in tongues, you step out of the natural into the supernatural. Instantly. Because it's a supernatural thing. You're totally unaware that you have left the natural realm and now you are in the spiritual realm. That's how we are unaware that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places right now. We don't see that. But when you speak in tongues, you step out of the natural into the supernatural. And if you stayed there long enough, just like Moses stayed with God for 40, I mean 40 days, when he came back, guess what? He has a glow on him for being in the presence of the divine. And when you speak in tongues and you stay there long enough, when you come out of it, things begin to happen that you cannot explain. Unnatural things. Spiritual things. That's the truth. That's the truth. Every one of you, I challenge you. If you don't have the gift, ask for the gift. The Father gives freely. Luke 11, verse 13. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who asks receives. The reason you don't have is because you didn't want to ask. And maybe you don't have understanding. There is no greater gift from God to us than the Holy Spirit. No greater gift. And people ignore Him. 
somebody that's supposed to be a partner with you in life and is God himself. How can you fail? When God is with you personally, in the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit, you can't fail. You can't be depressed. You got no fear. You have no fear. Because you know you are in the hands of the divine. It's different. You're natural. Just like Samson. <laughs> Until you said the Philistines are here. And Samson is like, all of a sudden is transformed. That's how you'll be. Just like something. You're natural like the rest of them until when there's a divine work to be done, something happens. The spirit comes on you. The spirit that is in you rises up. And no devil stands before it. No devil. That's the truth. We cannot water down this word of God and think we will profit from that can do it for me show me the scripture i'll change any day just tell me what the scripture says explains let me see it i'll change my opinion and go with what what you're showing me from the word of god some people resist it they think they're wiser than the scriptures they're not going to hear what god says because they've been taught by this great man i don't care what great man he is if he's not teaching the word of God, he's wrong. And nobody knows it all. Humble yourself. I should humble myself so that God can teach me his precepts. That's important. Don't know everything I can learn from you. And that's great revelation. I'm glad when I can learn from you. It's, it's great. I enjoy our great teachers here at our church. We have wonderful teachers. If you're not coming on Wednesday, you're, not, you're missing a lot. These guys can really preach. But I taught them everything they know. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. So, he who speaks in tongues is speaking directly to God. No one understands him, including the devil. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies is speaking to the edification and exhortation of the people around. He's more concerned about that. He's still spiritual. But speaking in tongues is for you personally. You and your God. You and your God. You know, these days, because I can't come out and home, I don't have anybody to talk to. I try very hard every single day, including Sunday, speak in tongues for about an hour. My mouth is dry, I drink a little water, I will go back to the same thing. I don't understand what I'm saying, but I know what I'm praying for. I'm praying for you in my head. I put that, put you in my head. God bless, bless. Karen over there. God, God bless Shirley over there. God, and I, have, and, and I don't have to see anything. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know. But the Spirit knows. So I have them in my head. I say, God, and I'm praying in tongues according to the will of God for their lives. 
No better way to pray. No better way. That's why God says, for then I will restore to the people, Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9, a pure language. Speaking in tongues is pure. There are no curse words in it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't speak in tongues and speak a curse word. <laughs> it's all divine. Meant for God to hear. It's beautiful. I will restore to the peoples. Notice not peoples. Peoples all over the world. And you see it all over the world. People speaking in tongues. It's important. That they will all call upon God with one accord. I like the word one accord. Amen. Unity. That's, what was, that's it, the way it was on the day of Pentecost. They were all with one accord. That's what God says. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, it says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. To edify means to build up. To build up. And synonyms of those, it says to enlighten yourself. When you pray in tongues, you don't need much of a preacher speaking to you. You enlighten yourself. He says, you teach yourself. You educate yourself. You're praying in tongues, and while you're doing that, you're, you are being taught by the Spirit. They shall all be taught by God himself, right? And so God is teaching you when you're praying in tongues. He's speaking to your spirit. And you are being educated, and you're totally unaware of it. Until the next time you open a scripture. And it jumps out at you. You never heard it from anybody's mouth. But you know it's true. And you can step out on it in faith. And God confirms it just like that. I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen. There is no boasting. I know I'm not involved in it. God is doing it. But I'm challenging you to start getting a hold of God. Our fellowship. Let's see the manifestation of our God in our midst. Without fear. We can make mistakes. The Bible says you can all prophesy one by one. I believe 1 Corinthians 13 verse, uh, 14 verse 31. You can all prophesy one by one that all may learn. Notice the word learn. When you learn, are you perfect? No, you're learning. You can make mistakes. You don't have to be perfect. Start. And God will work with you. Amen? God will work with you. God will work with you. This is truth. It's truth. You educate yourself. You edify yourself. You build up yourself. That's what you're doing. You're enlightening yourself. You teach yourself. You inform yourself. So nobody's teaching you just by praying in tongues. You are building up your own self. And sometimes I think, you know, I saw when we're coming back to that strength but building up yourself in strength in the spirit things of the spirit you know one time i was watching a video i don't know if it was real or not uh when you build up yourself have you seen bodybuilders you know when they build up themselves they develop you know real big muscles and they they have their shirt and you're 
screaming at them, I'm going to take you on who you think you are. And then he takes his shirt off and you see his big muscles and you say, can we do it some other way? Can we negotiate? Do we really have to fight? Do we really need to fight? We're gentlemen, okay? Let's just forget it. When you build up yourself and Satan is yelling at you, just take off your shirt. And Satan sees the spiritual muscles. He says, can we negotiate? He says, I'm not negotiating with you. Just get out of my sight. And he says, thank you, sir. He's gone. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Many of us say, I've resisted him. Pastor, I've done what you said. He's still standing there. Spray in tongues and build yourself up. Amen? I saw that video of Holyfield. He was driving out, he was driving, he caught somebody up. And the guy came out, he was angry, he was yelling at him. Yeah, because he had a tinder when he couldn't see Holyfield. He says, just come on, I'm going to take you on. And then the guy opened the door and he says, that's Holyfield. He says, oh, sir. <laughs> there is no fighting here. I remember all they said, but the guy was not willing to fight anymore. You're going to fight the world champion in boxing? You will make it. Let's negotiate. So you build up yourself. Listen to this. We've come to this scripture before. Isaiah 28, verse 10 through 13. For, for, because precept must the word is must. No alternative. Precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little. Not all in one day. Here a little. And there a little. Then there is another second four. Those two go together. You can't have one and leave the other. That's why you have tongue speakers that don't know scriptures. They are like race cars without brakes. They hurt everybody. They hang from the chandeliers, the way they say. Speaking in tongues. And the unbeliever says, if that's the way tongues is, I don't want any of it. Because you, you leave Precept upon precept. And you're going with stammering. That needs to go further than that. It says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. Did you go back? You went to the other scripture? He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. God speaks to you. Another tongue. That's how he speaks to you. I can stop. Or even if I don't stop, my mind is free. I don't know what I'm saying. So I can, I can continue to speak in tongues. And God can still speak to you. Or Robert used to say, he spoke in tongues and God would give him the interpretation. That's how he knew to build his university. While he was speaking in tongues. God would just tell him, this is what you just said. In his spirit. We think, oh, wonderful. He, just, he was just a man, just like me. 
I want to see God do that for me. It says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. That's you and me. Tongues. That's how God speaks to you. You cannot neglect it. I would rather pray more in tongues than in English. Or like when I was really desperate, I spoke in broken English because I thought God would not hear me in English. Now, he will hear me when I speak my broken English. The way I was raised in Nigeria, speaking broken English. Now, when I go back, they tell me, please don't do it. You are not good at it anymore. (laughs) But there was a time I did that. That was before I discovered the power of speaking in tongues. I won't do that anymore. I have this. With summary leaves and another tongue, he will speak to these people to whom he said, this is the rest. Do you want to really rest in God? Come unto me, all who labor, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is the rest. Praying in tongues is the rest. It is the refreshing. You need refreshing. This is the refreshing. This is the refreshing. There is no other way for a believer to be refreshed and to get rest except by praying in other tongues. Come unto me. Are you going to find Jesus somewhere to go to him so he can give you rest? In the natural, he's not here anymore. This is the rest. This is the refreshing. I don't care what the church is saying today, but this is the word of God. And if you do it, it's for your own benefit, not for any man's benefit. It's for your own benefit. And believe me, things will be transformed in your life if you are dedicated to doing this. Make a decision. This is me. I'm going to stay with this. And I'm going to call on my God with this pure language. And things will change. No matter how long Satan has held you down, he's got to give in. He's got to. Then he says, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. Verse 12. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. They don't want the spirit. They just want precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. That's what it says. Yet the word of the Lord was to them. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Guess here. Here a little, there a little. What's the result? That they may go and fall backward. You think the scripture is helping you? Yeah. I read the scripture every day. I know the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. No spirit, you fall backward. And be taken. And broken. This is how important it is. When Jesus died and he rose again, 40 days, he spent his time trying to educate the believers. The disciples, they've heard him all along. For 40 days, trying to educate them, get them ready to receive the Spirit. And you say, you don't need it? Or you don't need Him in your life? You don't need the baptism? You're wiser than God? You know better than God? You're going to be a Christian on your own terms? It's not going to work. 
It's not going to work. That's the issue here. Jude tells us, but you, beloved, build yourself up on your most holy faith. You know what? Praise God. Your faith will grow like crazy. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what the Bible says. But then the Bible also says, anything that is not of faith is sin. So you get it. That's in Romans. Anything that is not of faith is sin. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's not of faith, it's already sin. So get it. You, beloved of God, build up yourself, praying in your holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. This is not natural prayer. It's supernatural prayer. That's how you build up yourself. Jude is the brother of the Lord Jesus. He's the one telling us, you want to build up yourself in Christ? You want to be strong? This is what it takes. Read the scriptures, but also pray in tongues. And pray in the natural as well. Because 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, he says, if I pray in the spirit, I can also pray in my natural language. Doesn't matter. If you pray in the spirit, you don't understand what you're saying. But you can pray in tongues. If you understand what you're saying, that's English. <laughs> and that's not praying in the Spirit. That's inspired prayer. God will answer it, but your access is limited, and you limited it. Your access is limited. You can't come boldly to the throne of grace. You don't know how. It takes the Spirit to teach you how to get there. Take the Spirit. So the Bible says, awake. Awake. This is how you get your strength. Put on your strength. Isaiah 52, verse 1 and 2. Awake, awake. Wake up. Wake up. Put on your strength. How do you put on your strength? <laughs> Did you have your strength taken away from you somewhere? And now I got, oh, I just heard from God. Where is my strength? Where did I keep it? You run around your room. Yeah, I found the strength. And I put it on. No, put on your strength. Pray in the spirit. That's how you put on your strength. Awake, awake. Zion means the church. Right? That's the church. Put on your strength, oh Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, oh Jerusalem, your holy city. And then he says, when you do this, all of this crazy stuff cannot come into your life. The uncircumcised, those filthy stuff, God begins to work in your life. Amen? You guys are pretty quiet today. And that's really good. <laughs> he says in Isaiah 40, verse 30, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly for, but they that wait upon the Lord. How do you wait on the Lord? You just sit down there and say, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, God. I'm renewing my strength. That's not going to cut it. You wait, praying in the Spirit. Amen? They renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. 
they shall walk and not faint. That's the power of the Spirit. That's the power of the Spirit. You can't do it on your own. <laughs> Remember after they shaved Samson's hair? How powerful he became after they shaved his hair? He had no power. He was gone. When the Spirit is gone, you're powerless. You got to, that's why it says not to grieve the Spirit of God. And we learn to walk with Him. Paul says, praying always with all prayer and supplications. How, how, what kind of prayer? Just a few prayers? All of prayers? In the Spirit, right? With all prayer and supplication. Notice the word is capital S. Spirit. If you pray in the Spirit, you're praying in tongues. All kinds of prayer. Some translations will tell us. And being watchful to this end. Staying to this end, stay with the Spirit, okay? Stay with the Spirit. That's what he's talking about. Being watchful to this end. With all perseverance, stay where you are. Be persevere because it's not going to happen overnight. With all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I used to ask you, can you pray for all the saints? <laughs> you have your, all the saints in the world. Can you do that? Name them one by one. Joy, Emily, Angela, Ty. You will spend the rest of your life praying for all the saints. By the time you're through, you are so old, you can't even walk. But when the Spirit is, is praying through you, He's divine. He knows every one of them and knows every secret that they have. You just spend a few minutes praying in tongues, He covers everything. Because He prays for the believer according to the will of God. So I can pray for all the saints in the world. According to what Paul is commanding. How do I do that? In the spirit. You can't do that in the natural. Amen? Let me conclude. Okay? Because we're getting close. Um, eyes to see. Eyes to see. You know, Jesus said, I believe in Matthew uh, 13, he says, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. They have eyes they can see. They have ears they can hear. Their heart cannot understand. But to you it's been given for us believers to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Eyes to see. That's revelation. First Corinthians chapter 2, beginning from verse 9, all through verse 12. He says, but as it is written, I has not seen, you know the scripture very well, nor ear heard, nor has entered, have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us 
How? By his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Don't we sing deep cries out to deep? The spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? The spirit of man is in him. In the same way, no one knows. Listen, when God says no one, that means no one knows the things of the spirit of God except the spirit himself. And then the Bible concludes, now we have received. Not the spirit, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things. How do you know the things? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So if you don't have the spirit, you can't know them. And if you don't know them, you can't enjoy them. You can buy a car. Without, I, I, you know, I have my car. It has a lot of features that I don't use. I don't know how to use them. They're there. They don't benefit me in any way. You can buy a very nice car. It's a nice car. Boast about it. That it can park itself, but you don't know how to do it. It won't pack itself. You will always pack it. The only reason you can benefit from it, you don't know about it. You don't know it. Knowing is so important. That we will know the things that have been freely given to us. The question is, when, are you, when did you see the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, would you sit down now and begin to tell me those things that God has prepared for us? If you tell me you were able to do that, I will run away from you. <laughs> because I know you can't do it. But how do you do that? In my mind, God showed this to me years ago. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So you're speaking to God, right? So you're praying to God, right? For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So you're praying to God and speaking mysteries to God. So now you've got to teach God about mysteries that he doesn't know. So you're speaking to God and telling him, God, let me show you some mysteries that I just discovered. Because that's what the scripture says. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So you're speaking mysteries to God, constant mysteries to God. You are kind of educating God. Is that what it is? No. The mysteries are not for God. They are for you. The mysteries are for you. Because if you stay long, the Spirit of God begins to download, and I use the word, begins to download mysteries to your, into your spirit. Did you know Paul never met Jesus? They were not together. And yet he understood the gospel more than the rest of the believers. And Peter even said, Paul writes things that is hard to understand. That's Peter who was with, with Jesus. 
And Paul said, I got all these things by revelation. No one taught him. You know why I believe, how that I believe it, it happened? It's not like Jesus sat Paul down and started teaching him. The Bible doesn't tell us that. But Paul had a word to say. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. He was a Texan. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> okay. I just make a joke, okay. But he said, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than every one of you. Yet, in the church, I would rather speak five words in your language so that everyone can be edified than 10,000 words in tongues. So my thinking then is, if he's not doing the tongues in church, where was he doing this where he's bold enough by the Holy Spirit? So there's nobody that's going to live on the earth again that will pray in tongues more than Paul. It's settled in the scriptures. Who got the most revelation? Paul. Who spoke in tongues the most? Paul. Who did unusual things? Paul. Read the New Testament. Most of it's Paul. The Holy Spirit decides, I'm going to take what Paul wrote. And that's what I'm going to use for the generations until Jesus came. It's a secret. This is Satan's best kept secret for the church. So that they won't pray in tongues. You see Christians fighting over this. We don't want to pray in tongues. That's your business. That's your business. I'm going to follow my God. And they yell, they're angry. When you talk about them, they're going to leave your church. Oh, that's okay, that's okay. When you learn the truth, you come back. Amen. This is the truth. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, he says, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you of 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18 and 19. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in tongues. The reason why this is important, First Corinthians, last scripture, and we'll close. First Corinthians, and I really mean it, we'll close. <laughs> yeah. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, the natural man. You know what that says? You are not natural. Yes, I'm natural. No, you're not. Let God be true. And every man a liar. When God says you're not natural, if you believe it and accept it, something good is coming your way. Okay? The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's why you have to be born again first. And then receive the Holy Spirit so that he can teach you. When he is come, he will guide you into all truth. Right? He will take from mine and he will show it to you. He will tell you things to come. Stand up now, both of you. I really hope to God, if you have um, a different mind about this subject, that God has touched your heart and showed you a lot 
I really will challenge you. If you've not been doing this, if you can't pray in tongues, please talk to some of our leaders, the pastors here. Um, and they will help you. But let me challenge you. No matter how long you've been in Christ, say to yourself, the next one month at least, I will spend at least 30 minutes. Not just few words in English, please. If you want to say things to God in English, say it from your mind. Amen? Pray in your mind. Don't just let your mind wander and you're just speaking in tongues because before long you'll be thinking of hamburgers and stuff. And then you wonder, how can this be holy? And speaking in tongues and thinking of hamburger at the same time. This is not right. Because when you speak in tongues, the mind is not engaged. It's your spirit that is engaged. I challenge you for the next month, pray in tongues for at least 30 minutes. In my time, I used to time myself. One hour. As soon as it goes, one hour, thank you, Lord, it's over. Back to my business. I'm gone from the room. But God started doing things. I challenge you to do that. Pray for our church. That's what Paul says. Pray for me. When you pray in tongues, pray for our church. We need to win a lot of people. We need to have people filled with the Spirit. We're all over the place. Spirit-filled people. Things will change for us. Things will change even in your own life. Because God will begin to bless you. So that this work can grow. Finances. Blessings from God. Amen. I believe uh, some of our uh, altar workers will be around. Go to somebody, the pastors here. Let them help you if you haven't received the spirit. The spirit. Sometimes it's like a joke because it comes out so natural, and you think this cannot be Holy Spirit because I'm just I'm just speaking. No, no, he's here. Just stay with it. Amen. Father, I thank you for the people of God. I know that the Spirit is here teaching us and blessing us. Father, we give you praise and we thank you. Father, we praise your name today. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. As we're dismissed in prayer, we thank you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes as we're dismissed in prayer? Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your word about the Holy Spirit. God, I just thank you and praise you, Lord, for all that you've given to us. Lord, that you can reveal the mysteries to us. Lord, I pray that every doubt that is here today about what's been taught, God, I ask you just to to give clarity, Lord, to them right now in the name of Jesus. Let the faith, Lord, that that save them, let that same faith allow them to receive your precious Holy Spirit. God, we just thank you for it. We praise you for it, for your word. And we just thank you, Lord, as we go in Jesus' name. Would you hold on for one second? I want to give you one example the Lord just gave to me as I was praying this. Um, There was a researcher. This is a study. You can go to the Internet and find it if you want to. But there was a study that one man did not believe that tongues were from the spirit. He said they were from the mind. 
And so what he did was he brought he brought a, went to a church, a very Pentecostal church, whatever that prayed in tongues, <clears throat> and he asked them would they take a, a, a test for him, and he, they said yes. So they would come in and he would put the probes on the head to do the to see the actions of the mind. You know, they put the probes on so he could read them. He get them there. He would monitor them, and he said, "Now I'm monitoring you and seeing the traffic, and I want you to start speaking in tongues." And they would just start speaking in tongues. And he noticed that while they were speaking in tongues, they would get they would start, <clears throat> and the mind was active. But then, as they began to get into tongues, the mind went blank. But they were speaking, and it's impossible. For man to speak without there be activity in the speech part of the brain. But it happened. And he proved scientifically that when you pray with your spirit, you're not praying with your mind. And it's the same thing that Pastor Gillette was saying. You can start speaking in tongues and your mind will want to wonder about the hamburger. Why? Why would you think? Why? You can't think about hamburgers and speak in tongues out of your mind at the same time. Because we can only process so much. So a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when we say we pray with the spirit, it is not with the mind. It is the spirit of man that prays through the divine intervention of the Holy Spirit. And so God just gave that to me. I, something I'd read years and years ago. But something I want to pray, but I want you to do it. But if anybody does need prayer, we do have some people that can be up here to help you pray. If you desire, we could have a couple of our uh, prayer partners come up. Uh, we may not want, if you don't want to be touched, please just stand away from us. You know, give us the distance. If you want us to touch you, then step forward. Uh, we want to honor your, your, uh, your request and your, uh, how you want it to be done. God bless you as you go, and may the Lord of God go with you.